are back. What's going on? Another week. Another week. And we're really excited about this one because something that Aubrey and I were talking about a little earlier today was that, you know, I feel like this podcast is just turning into us throwing ourselves under the bus. Yeah. And I think that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that always really kind of wore on me a little bit that I didn't realize it did was, you know, I'd start following someone, listening to their teachings, you know, things like that. And it just seems like they never did anything wrong. It's something that I could never reach. Mm. You know what I mean? It, It was always untouchable. Like, man, how are they always on? How are they always having a good day? How are they always spending multiple hours in the Word every single day? You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I don't think that's real. And so I just think that that's something the Lord really laid on our heart is to be real with you guys. And whenever we're going through something, whenever the Lord shows us certain things that we're honest and um, the beauty of this Christian walk is that it's nothing special that we do. It's what he does through us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can keep trying to do things for him and wear ourselves out, or we can just obey whenever he speaks and let him do the work within us. And he wants to do all the work. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's kind of a little bit going into today because I think was it yesterday or the day before yesterday you had this like revelation that kind of kicked you in the tushy and also it was the day before yesterday yeah (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. yeah and so like Aubrey just sent me this long test text and he was at the gym and I was like oh wow and I mean we kind of had conversation the night before but not in depth but of course you'll go more in depth with this but it was just really cool and so I think this instance is another um (laughs) Throwing ourselves yourself, yeah, <laughs> under the bus, yeah. which is really good, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, no, and and, and I think um, <clears throat> piece of authenticity was was something that was birthed out of our desire mm-hmm. to to be authentic at at all times, and you know, not that not that we think that we're special or that we have everything figured out, no, or or you know, even being authentic isn't being, you know, led by your emotions in the moment. It's just saying we, we want to be authentic in our walk with Christ mm-hmm. that says, you know, we, we struggle just as much as the next person. But as we are growing in our relationship with Jesus, we want to share and be as transparent as we can, because I think it's, it's not everything that you're good at that people respond to. It's, I think when you're able to connect with people in a, in a realm that's like, Hey, it's okay. We both kind of suck at this. Yeah. That, that people can really bond. And it's like, Oh man, because what I think it's true that a lot of times a lot, we, we look at these big heroes of the faith and they, they preach these wisdom filled uh, sermons, but they, they don't, they don't connect with the audience, it's like, oh, well, or they make you feel like, oh, yeah, back when I was an early Christian, I used to struggle with this. Well, what if I'm still struggling with that? You know, does that, you know, does that still mean that I'm going to stay a baby Christian my whole life? You know, no, I think that, I think that all of us need to come to the realization that this is a journey that Mm -hmm. you go on. And as soon as you conquer one thing, or, Mm -hmm. or as soon as you recognize that you fall short in one area that that there's going to be more added because we are a constant work in progress like like even um i love how the bible puts it about we are we are uh like we are his workmanship mm-hmm. and and you know like you think about you think about jesus being a carpenter right like he was a builder and mm-hmm. you know st- 
started from one position and by the time something was yeah, done, yeah. It, it looked completely different than when you have all the pieces laying there. I, I, I used to love Legos as a kid and mm-hmm. you'd get the Legos and they were all just pieces and it was yeah. a mess. But then as soon as you would build what was on the instructions and you'd put it all together, all of a sudden you have a masterpiece or you have, yeah. um, or if you're like me, I always left a few steps out. That's why just, I didn't like Legos. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it just <laughs> turns into a mess. And I think that sometimes in our walk with the Lord, it's a lot like the Legos that you build. And sometimes we miss steps. Sometimes we take a few steps or where we assume, like, let's say, how many of you guys have ever had the instructions and you kind of get the gist of something and you're like, oh, okay, I know how this works. Let me throw the instructions out the the way and, Mm -hmm. and just build this. I've put together many desks and things backwards because I'm like, okay, I get this. And and I just, you know, throw the instructions out of the way and just get to work. Um, but I think that there's something about being on the journey with the Lord and following the instructions to the T. Mm-hmm. Because if you start at step A and the end is Z, and but in the middle you you skip element OP, yeah, <laughs> then um, you're not the finished work at step Z that you want to be. I mean, maybe you are better than when you started at step A, but you missed a few steps yeah. in there in between. Yeah. And so uh, basically what what I want to kind of hammer in on today is just the, the simple fact that as you dive in and you and you try to get closer with the Lord every day, I believe, it's my personal belief that you are a workmanship that God is steadily, Holy Spirit is steadily trying to chip pieces off mm-hmm. of you and and turn you into, I mean, the the, the Bible declares that, that uh, he is the potter and I'm mm-hmm. the clay. So we have to be shaped like, right, we have to be smoothed out. We have these rough edges and, and he's, he's constantly trying to shape us into um, what, what he wants us to be. And so it has every day, it has less to do with what I want and more to what God would, what do you want from me today? What do you have for me today? And, um, I just want to be where you are. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I'm just going to start this by, by just, just simply saying, I don't think that I've shared my full testimony on the podcast before. Mm -mm. Um, but in, in, uh, May of 2012, uh, my brother uh, was in an airplane crash, and um, we lost him at, at that time. Uh, he actually survived the crash, but then the, the injuries that he sustained were, were too much. And um, so that was, that was an earth-shattering moment for me. It, it was, uh, I lost my dad at 12, and then at 25 years old, I, was, I, I lost my brother. And um, my my brother and I were we butted heads just like the next mm-hmm. just like the next set of siblings do. Um, but but because we didn't have a dad, like there was a bond there that I can't really explain with words. Mm-hmm. We we fought as crazy as can be, but we also loved as crazy as can be. And you know he was one of my favorite people mm-hmm. on the planet. And. So when, when that happened, I, w- I was far from the Lord, and that just pushed me further from the Lord. 
when when Austin's accident happened and from then on and and we're in 2021 I can't even hardly believe how, how time flies but from then on I I was so down on who I was and and everything and and what all I had lost I I stopped kind of celebrating my birthdays in in 2012 because um, when I when I thought about my birthday it, it was always had negative connotations with it because Austin and I no matter if he was deployed or if I was deployed he was in the Marines and I was in the Navy and no matter well, where we were at in the Middle East we always made sure that that we talked to each other um, you know on our birthdays and that was the doorbell. Our package is here. Our package is I wonder here. what it is. Okay. <laughs> but so but anyway, we, we always made sure that we were in contact with one another and you know, like to tell happy birthday or whatever. And I might not talk to anybody else, but I could always count on talking to my brother on, on my birthday. And so uh, in two thousand and twelve that kind of stopped and and I just decided um, that I didn't I didn't want anybody to bring attention to me on my birthday because mm-hmm. it was always the, the phone calls that I got were never the ones that I truly wanted. Mm-hmm. And so in 2012, short, several months after that is actually when Jordan and I first met. And then we were, uh, we were married in... Beginning of 14. Yeah, beginning of 14. So not long after this. But we were, we were together in 13 on my birthday. And like I kind of set a precedence there. Where it was like, hey, I know that in your family you guys go all out for yeah, birthdays, we do. <laughs> um, but I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't want to do anything. I. I don't celebrate. And um, you know, and I made it okay in my mind because of everything that I had walked through. It's like you know, and and nobody could understand. I'm Jordan couldn't understand. I'm sure, but that's just the way that I did things. And so. Um, we're we're coming up on my on my birthday now, actually today the the day or the day that this goes live will actually be my birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday! Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, anyway, th- this year something different happened, and and some friends of ours were like, "Hey, we should go do this," and and we planned like this cool thing that you know, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, for Aubrey's birthday," and like I actually let myself get into the spirit. Of celebrating my birthday for the first time in nine years, and I, like, and I and I got my hopes up. Well, uh, anyway, everything kind of fell through, and and it didn't really happen. And and I just remember being completely devastated, uh, like in my mind. I mean, not like to a point where it was crazy, but I just remember being really let down that the, that these plans fell through, and then um, uh, I found myself kind of getting mad because the other day I asked Jordan, I was like, so what are we going to do for my birthday? And she's like, oh, nothing. And, you know, and then I sit there and go, but that's not cool. You know, it's my birthday. You know, we were planning all this stuff. And so um, I was like, man, I'm upset because Jordan's not planning anything for my birthday or whatever. But then like the Lord kind of brings us to my remembrance. It's like for the last nine years, mm-hmm. I haven't wanted to do anything for my birthday. And like ever since we've been together, I've always told you to keep everything low key. But then now here I am getting mad because you're doing exactly 
what I've wanted you to do forever. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, I, the, that's when the wrestling began. That's that's when I was like, what's going on in my mind? And so the the next morning I wake up, and and um, my gym time is really my think tank time. Like I really talk to the Lord a lot while I'm at the gym. Um, I, I listen to uh, audio books or just listen to um, Christian music, worship music mm-hmm. while I'm working out. And the Lord just began to unfold before me the, the, the thing that I had been struggling with for nine years and I could not figure out what it was. And, you know, I, I had myself believing that, well, I, I didn't want to be celebrated and, and like, you know, and well, I, I don't like to be all the attention to be made about me and, mm-hmm. and, and all these things. And I had this whole thing built up and I had myself believing that it was because of humility. Like it, it, I didn't, I didn't want anybody to make a big fuss about me because like I'm this super humble person. But really, um, the fact of the matter is it was all false humility and the Lord began to show me that the reason why I was so upset that, that you hadn't planned anything for my birthday and all this stuff is like the, the Lord's, the Lord was showing me this, um, and like this vision of me building my own prison. And it was like, I, I wanted, um, so bad to make myself feel better that I chose to tell you and to tell everybody around me is like I just don't celebrate my birthday anymore, which, um, which was sounded good in my mind, it but then horrible to me, right? But but it well it sounded <laughs> yeah, good because it was mean. like I don't want to face what I have to face, and and so I, I built these walls around myself and it's like don't celebrate. But then I was setting myself up for failure because eventually I knew that there would. I didn't know at the time, but there had to have been a time to come around where I, like, everybody wants to be celebrated. Like, everybody wants to be appreciated and, mm-hmm. and loved on and everything like that. And and so, I, sooner or later, this was all going to come to a head, and I was going to have to face what I was going with. But for nine years, I struggled with this. I didn't want to celebrate my birthday for nine years because of all the, the negative things that came with it. And so the Lord was just slowly unpacking this as, as I'm trying to work out and do all these things. And the Lord's like, you've done this to yourself. And, and he's like, Aubrey, it's not, you don't like being celebrated um, because of pride, not humility. And I was saying, going, oh my goodness. And, 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 and the Lord began to unpack it. And it's like, you, you don't like to look weak because of pride. You don't like to look like you need anyone else because of pride. And because I remember building up to this shortly after my brother passed away, my mom got sick and she got put into a in into the hospital and I was there every day and and there were people that that were helping me out for sure. There was a lot of people in in, in my corner, but um, I really felt alone a lot of the times. And, and I remember during that time sitting there going, Lord, all I need is you. All I need. And, and a very true statement. A very true statement. But the thing was, in my mind, in my human mind, I set that as a position of my heart. So then it made me go, okay, well, all I need is the Lord. And so I began to write people off. 
And so then I, in a very real world, I'm sitting here going, well, all I need is the Lord. Um, but then that made me go into drive and be like, okay, well, that person's leaving me hanging this person. And like, so I'm just writing all these people off. And, and it wasn't because I was just at a place where I was just so close with the Lord that the, that the world was hating me. And it was just like, well, Lord, all I need is you. It was at a place where it's like I, I became and moved into a position of pride. To where it's like, okay, well, I have the Lord. I don't need you, you know? And so then it was kind of um, spiteful mm-hmm. versus just because I love the Lord so much, you yeah. know? that reminds me when we were engaged, you always said you were the one-man wolf pack. Yeah. And I was like, uh, cool. I guess I'll be <laughs> yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and that's that's the thing. It's, it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, I remember sitting there several times just going, you know, uh, if, if everybody else left me, I'd still have the Lord and that's okay. And so then, um, it actually kept me from building a lot of healthy relationships. But anyway, so I'm sitting here and I, and I'm mad because there, you know, there's not this big, you know, birthday celebration, right. you know, or kidding. whatever. And, but then I'm like, I built this up and it's really been nine years since I really celebrated my birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, where did all that time go? You know? And, um, and so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I said, I said, yeah, nine years, but anyway, um, so getting back on track. So anyway, the, the Lord starts to go to work on me while I'm at the gym and, and, um, you know, he, he starts asking me all these questions about, about loving, loving your neighbor and what that looks like. And, and I, I seriously felt like the rich young ruler and, you know, thinking, that I had everything figured out and I'm like, well, Lord, I do that. I do love on people. I do like, I want to do ministry. I, you know, I want to serve you. I want to do all these things. And so, so the Lord began to show me, um, even in, in depth about, uh, I've even made the joke here on the podcast several times. Well, I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not a hugger. Like I I don't like to hug. I'm not that affectionate person. Why and then the, so then the Lord began to show me. Have you ever asked why you're you're not an affectionate person? Mm-hmm. Why why don't you like to hug? Why don't you do all this stuff? And um and so the Lord's like just basically letting me have it. And He's like Aubrey, you don't you don't like to hug and you don't like to show affection because you don't want anybody close enough um, to see your vulnerability um, so that they can hurt you like you've been hurt in the past. And so mm-hmm. then I'm like, Oh my gosh, wow. And, and he's like, um, and by, by you closing a door and not wanting to celebrate your birthday and letting the people around you love on you and celebrate you, you haven't been loving your neighbor. And he even began to show me Jordan sitting there. And like, I, I was sitting there imagining the frustration of like, have you ever tried to be there for somebody, but they just wouldn't let you be, you know? And and I'm sitting there going like, uh, Jordan's amazing at gift giving. She gives amazing gifts. And, you know, a lot of times I haven't been letting her use her gifting on me because of, of the fact that I haven't, I wasn't completely healing of all that stuff. And the Lord began to show me this. And he's saying, Aubrey, uh, I can't, exchange your mourning with joy Mm. if you don't let me have it. Mm. 
He said, he said, I, I can't, I can't give you this if you're not willing to let go of this. And so I'm sitting there wrecked because then I'm sitting there thinking, I've, I have not even let my spouse fully love me the way that they want to. And so then the, the, the Lord began to dive back into that subject. So Aubrey, what does it mean? What does it mean to love your neighbor? It means to not only um, treat others how you want to be treated, right? But it's to let others treat you the way that they desire to. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with you. It's, it's basically saying, Aubrey, because you have kept everybody at an arm's length away for the last decade, you, have, you don't know how to love your neighbor. And you haven't been doing it. And so I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh. Because why? Like, what, what do we do? We, we put everybody in positions around us just like, well, this is how close I want you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I want you to come this close, but you, you got to stay over here. Mm-hmm. And, and we try to control how all these relationships affect us. And, and, and we, try to, we try to treat others as we want to be treated, but we won't allow others to treat us the way that they want to. Therefore, you are hindering other people's giftings in your life because you're uncomfortable. And the reason why you try to control all those relationships is because you're prideful and you want things done your way and you are not allowing others to love you to the place where where they want to love you to. And I was sitting there going, oh my gosh, like, and, 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 and I said, well, well, you know, I, I thought about all these characteristics and all these traits, right? And, and I'm sitting here going, well, some people just aren't huggers. You know, some people just want to be left alone. Some people are uh, a people person and some people are more reclusive and, and all these things. And, and I was going through all these in my mind. And, and this is all, you know, while I'm at the gym, you know, I'm, I'm deep in thought and, and the Lord goes, Aubrey, what what you think that you've developed as character or as character traits, right? Like I don't like to hug, I don't like to be affectionate. He said, he said, I never told you to take on those traits. I told you not to develop your own, but to take on my traits. Mm. As as you come to me, you're supposed to let go of who Aubrey is. And you need to love people the way that I've called you to love them and not the way that you think is best. Well, and that goes so against how the world is. Like, yeah. express yourself. Be your true you. Like, And they idolize. Like, you're unique. Be you. Do whatever makes you happy. It's all about self-gratification, self-glorification, self-find yourself. Look for yeah. yourself here. All these things, self-discovery. But it's like... I, what does Paul say? Like, woe is, like, I am nothing, mm-hmm. pretty much. He's like, I'm the chief among sinners. Like, Paul, I'm pretty sure Paul was, like, pretty high up there in the whole teacher category and, like, looking up to category. And once you get to the place where, like, we always joke about this. Our friend Zach, like, we'll be talking about the Lord. He's like, 
oh man, I'm trash. Yeah, he's like, I'm just so trash, bro. <laughs> but he's not saying it so that we're like, oh, there, there, Zach. No, yeah. you're not. Here's all five characteristics that make you not trash. Yeah. But he's just really thinking like, wow. It's that whole Paul situation like, I am the chief among sinners. Yeah. Wow, the Lord really, like that moment you had at the gym. And it's like when we get to that place to where, you know what? Wow, I am nothing without Christ. Those characteristics like you were talking about. I can create all these different things. I can yeah. do all these things and make myself look like somebody I think everybody would want me to be. Yeah. Or I think will protect me, you know? And it's like, man, when you really realize it, it ain't about you. We're like nothing. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's, it's important to understand that uh, pride and, and selfishness can take on so many different forms. Like, you, yeah. you, you think, of, think about even the way that you treat people in general. Um, it, you can be the most giving person in the world. But if your motive is oh, to yeah. give so that people will like me, it's still selfish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and so we, we build up this, this pers- these, these ideas and these character traits in our mind. And, and literally the Lord is sitting here going, dude, I never asked you to, to build those character traits or to use them as an excuse. And he's like, just like, the Lord never gave me clearance to use my past in the pain that I had walked through to put up walls toward people. The, the, Lord, the Lord is not a wall builder. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, a, he's a destroyer. He breaks down walls. Mm-hmm. He breaks down principalities and powers. Like He, he destroys anything that keeps us from, from seeing Him face to face and being with Him. And, and so I was sitting there in the midst of this going, oh my gosh. And, and, you know, I, I thought about why, why do I do this? Yeah. Why, you know, why do, why am I not a hugger? It's like, because it makes me feel uncomfortable. But what if the, the person on the other side of that hug needs it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like what if, what if there's somebody that's going, man, if I, if somebody could just hug me today, that would, you know, or maybe they don't even know that they need a hug, but whenever they hug you, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I needed that today, you know, but it's, it's all about how we feel. Well, you know, I, I do, I want to do this or I, well, I go to church on Sunday and, you know, I feel good about reading my Bible here, but you know, I really don't feel like it at home. I, I don't feel like leading my children in Bible study or, or anything like yeah. that is it, everything in our life revolves around how we feel. And, and I'm literally sitting here at the gym being wrecked by the Lord. And because there's been so many years of people just being like, man, Aubrey, you've been through so much. It, you know, it's amazing and, and, and all these things. And, and I'm not saying that the Lord has not done amazing things in my life. He has, mm-hmm. but there's still more to go. Yeah. There's still hard edges that need to be smoothed out. There, there is still... Um, things in in all of us that need to be submitted to the Lord, and and even in the midst of that, it's like you would think, okay, well, and 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 everybody in my life, you know, probably distance themselves on certain subjects because it's like, ooh, that's that's touchy for Aubrey, and I mean, I even remember conversations, arguments that Jordan and I would have. And I would just be like, well, this is the way I do things. And she's like, why? And I was like, well, you don't understand. You've never, you've never lost anybody 
in that close proximity to you like I have so you can't understand. And I allowed the fact that I allowed that to become truth in my mind that, you know, it's okay for me to be a certain way because I've dealt with so much or not even just excusing it, but like, uh, or not just accepting it, but just excusing it away and being like, oh, well, you know, sorry, sorry, I'm this way, but it's because Mm -hmm. of everything that I've wrestled with. And so then just like somebody that's struggling with alcohol or drugs or whatever, you can enable pride. Mm -hmm. You can, you can let somebody (laughs) just roll around in their pride. And then all of a sudden you can realize we're nine years down the road and I haven't, I haven't allowed people to celebrate me on my birthday or celebrated myself for thanking God for another year on the planet. Instead, I allowed my pride to become so inner focused. And it was like, I was trying so hard to avoid that pain of thinking about my parents and thinking about my brother that on a day that most everybody else is happy, I've allowed it to be something that drains me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I surrendered a lot of things to the Lord, but I never surrendered that. And so I'm sitting here going, I'm, I'm mad. And, uh, and it was such an interesting place because the, the, the Lord was sitting here trying to show me that, that Aubrey, there's, that there's so many different faces to pride. And, and a lot of times we don't recognize it as pride, but anything that tries to, you know, exalt the me mm-hmm. in any given situation is due to pride. Mm-hmm. It, it's all, it's all due to pride. And, and because of that, I never fully let Jordan love me the way that she wanted to. And a lot of other people, because my birthday makes me feel bad. Therefore don't touch it. Don't go anywhere near it because it's a trigger for me instead of, and, and this is what's sad because now I'm looking back on it going, it's been nine years and it took nine years for me to realize there's a root to this and it needs to be gone. And so you might be sitting here going, oh yeah, well I saw that that was unhealthy from the beginning. Listen, there's some elements of pride in your life that you have carried for a long time that it might take several years for the Lord. The Lord's timing is not ours. I'm just going to say that because the the Lord, you know, can come in and he knows the exact right moment in where he needs to come in and he needs to address what's going on in your life. And then that way it becomes such a revelation that it's like, I don't want any part of this and I refuse to. And so what I had to do immediately, the Lord was like, you need to repent and you need to say you're sorry to your wife because you haven't allowed her to love you fully the way that she wanted to because of your walls that you put up. And so, yeah, I sent that long text message while I was at the gym, but it just it just wrecked me because we, we are so focused on on whatever helps me, like whatever makes me feel good, whatever I can do. And, 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 and we build up all these things when literally it comes to the place where we have to surrender every day to the Lord and, and get rid of that flesh because the Bible tells us that God opposes 
the proud. Mm -hmm. It says he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And there is a difference between true humility and false humility because false humility puts you in a position where you want the world to see you as a humble person, but really the motive behind your heart is is wrong. And, and it's still pride. It's just false humility. And it's like, oh man, it, th- there are people that are out there that are like, man, I want people to see me as humble even though I'm not. And it's all about the perception of everybody else. And and a lot of times we look at the outside. We look at people's social media followings. We, we look at the pictures they post, the vacation, all the family stuff that they do. And we look at all these things on the outside. And pride dwells on the inside. Mm-hmm. And somebody's outward actions don't always give it away that they oh, have no. pride, right? It's it's always in there somewhere. And there are different kinds of pride. And we're, we're going to keep talking about this in, in other... Yeah, it wears disguises. Yeah, sure. it wears disguises. And, and you can even think, man, I have... But when the Lord highlights it in your life, it's like, boom, there it is. I have to get rid of this at all costs because God opposes this. And we we teach, we teach theology about what what God can do for us and like oh man Lord I'm praying for my finances so you can bless my finances bless my family bless and and we and we just focus on all these things about what God can do for us instead of just literally saying Lord what in me needs to be laid and sacrificed at your feet what 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 pride in me needs to be extinguished right like what like like right there, what the Lord told me, he said, he said, Aubrey, I cannot exchange your mourning for joy if you don't give it to me. A lot of times we will go a certain percentage of the way there. We will go halfway. We'll go 75% of the way. But there's always a remnant that that remains. And the Lord is going, I'm looking for people that are just going to give it all and just mm-hmm. completely pull that weed up by the root and sacrifice it and get rid of it and stop self-sabotaging yourself. And we, we focus on a lot of outward things. We focus on our actions. We focus on our works. And we, and we, we ask God to bless the work of our hands and it's all outside when the Bible tells us that everything that's important to God is in the heart. Mm-hmm. Like we look to the outside, but God looks to the heart. And that is where the fear and the pride and everything like that resides is, is, is right there. So it, it gets to that place where, Lord, just remove everything from me that doesn't need to be there. And it might be one step at a time. And you might realize one of these days that you've carried that element of pride or bitterness or something like that, that you've held on to it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Maybe, you know, if you're lucky, maybe it's only been a few months and you're like, I can get rid of this right now. Praise the Lord for that. But what I'm saying is that as you reset your mind, instead of praying for God to do all these things for you, just literally ask him, Lord, how can I get closer to you today? And when you do that, you you watch as the Holy Spirit begins to go in like the great surgeon that he is and show you and highlight spots of your heart because the Lord the Lord told me this flat out and and maybe this is for somebody else that's listening or what 
but we always look forward to what's next. We, we always look forward to, Lord, when are you going to do I, I've been praying for a miracle. I need a miracle. I'm, I'm looking a ways down the way. And the Lord has the promised land, the land of milk and honey that's there. But, you know, the Lord flat out was telling me, Aubrey, if you don't let go of this, you're just going to keep circling the wilderness. You're just going to get almost to that place where it's time to cross the river you know, like Joshua and Caleb, let's go, let's take on the giants. Nope. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back around again. We're going to keep going in circles. And don't get me wrong, in the wilderness, God will give you manna every day. He, it's in his word. It shows that he, he rained manna literally from heaven for his children, but they were still in the wilderness. And manna is way less fulfilling than the promised land. And so the Lord's like, if, Aubrey, if you're going to get to where I want you to go, you have to sacrifice this. You have to cut it off. You have to get rid of it at all costs. You can't carry it with you to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed in my journal, because that all started on Thanksgiving night, you know, where you started kind of, getting that download early and I was reading uh, Galatians 6 2 through 5 and it just talks about bearing one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ for if anyone thinks himself to be something then he is nothing he deceives mm. himself you know mm. and then it goes into the commentaries talking about pride it's often pride that keeps us from ministering to one another as we should Yeah. Um, and that's something I saw with both of us because we both of course like we're going to talk about later have our own issues with that pride. And then I love this too. It says as much as anything, pride is self-focused. Pride doesn't necessarily say I'm better than you are. Pride simply says I'm more important than you are. So I deserve more than my, uh, I deserve more of my own attention and love than you do. Instead, biblical humility tells us I am no one. Oh wait, I am no more important than you are. Let me care about your burdens and your needs. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really, really good. And then, of course, in the next, um, a few more verses down, then it talks about pretty much crucifying our flesh, which, of course, pride comes with the flesh, pride, fear, all those things. Um, and how we have to, I just wanted to end it with this, have to crucify, literally nail that to the cross. And, I, and we were talking about that earlier today, and I was thinking, I was like, that means it's on display. You, mm. We know how a cross is. It's, set, it's sitting up. Usually someone is on it, right? But then it's well, talking about... Yeah, and that's why the Romans used it. Yeah, was for it, it humiliation. Was, yeah, for humiliation. And that we're supposed to, every single day, be intentional about nailing our flesh to the cross. And so mm. I think with you know this episode and many others that we'll do, that's that i'm just gonna leave it it at bro so don't hide it don't (laughs) yeah don't like whenever he says nail that to the cross i don't Mm -hmm. mean like yell at someone at walmart like hey i've been dealing with this you know what i mean but don't hide things because in the dark is where the enemy likes to play yeah and so don't give him that foothold by hiding yeah and and i i genuinely believe that the lord the lord brings us through situations he brings us through storms so that on the other side, we can turn around and we can help somebody through that same storm. Like, don't don't waste your testimony. 
if, if you've overcome pride, if you've overcome bitterness, if you've overcome sickness and, and all these things, it's, it's all for a reason and, and the Lord will use it. Um, you know, if, if you're not prideful about it and, you know, if you recognize that as, as the Lord needs to increase, that means I have to decrease. Mm -hmm. And so as, as I get closer with the Lord, that means that everything that I do becomes less about me which is completely unheard of in yeah. like American society today. Uh, because, the American church. Yeah. It's Everything just, that's like, God wants to know you. God wants, has a plan for you. It's always about us. And I'm like, yeah. we're not, I used to be all about that train. Like, Lord, what's your plan for my life? Me, you know, we always think that I'm like, now I'm just like, man, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, Lord, have your way. What do you, what would you like me to do for you today? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, yeah, it's, it's one, just it's crazy. One day at a time. It's I don't like, want to find myself if it's just more flesh. You know? It's yeah. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. It's like it, we just gotta we just gotta recognize what what feeds the flesh and and what feeds the spirit and what um and, and I think that it it's it's a powerful statement to know that God God opposes. Mm -hmm. the the proud right like so if you have any ounce of pride in you whatsoever god opposes you which means he's on the opposite side of you and that's a heavy statement and so i think that for all of us as followers of christ we have to surrender any ounce of pride whatsoever that we have and so i would just challenge you ask the lord spend time with the lord this week and just begin to ask holy spirit to show you Show me where those areas of pride are because I want nothing to do with it. I don't want to oppose you. I, I want to be with you. I want to grow with you, grow closer to you. And so that would be that would be my prayer for everybody that's listening today is ask the Lord to show you because sometimes our pride can be so deep we don't even see it. And, mm -hmm. we, and we can be so ignorant to what's going on that we don't even know that it's there. But when the Lord highlights it, you can't help but see it. Mm -hmm. And there is no excuse for it. And you won't have any other choice but to rise up. Like what, what has happened to me in the last couple of days is like you won't have any choice but to rise up and go, no more. And you share it with somebody as a point of accountability that says, I'm not going back there. I'm not receiving that. I'm not taking that nasty thing back on. I'm done with it and I'm separating from it and it won't have a hold on me anymore in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. But now you know, I'm trash. <laughs> now I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't but, take Zach saying. Yeah, yeah Zach's listening <laughs> like Zach's. Yeah, come on. You are. <laughs> Amen. No, Amen, bro. Um, but anyway, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to continue on this track. I, I think that... I think that we're going to keep diving in on this this subject of pride because um, a lot of people don't know all the different elements of pride and 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 what we want to talk about is is like all these different you know perspectives like my perspective and Jordan's of of different pride and how pride looks different in her life than it does in mine and I think it's going to be amazing because I hope that everybody realizes man maybe I am holding on to some of this and it's got to go. You you can't you can't hold something and, and get mad at somebody else for pride when you're harboring it yourself. That's that's one of the other things that the Lord showed me is dude we, we gotta just get rid of all of it. But 
Thank you all for joining us. Mm-hmm. As always, if, if something today really ministered to you, hit us up on social media. Mm-hmm. Share a praise report with us and, and something that maybe God is doing in your life. But uh, we love you guys, and, and we'll see you right here, same time, same place, next week. We'll see you then. Bye.